0: Welcome to Storyhouse, the weekly brand and digital direction show for CEOs, CMOs, and business owners. I'm Barry Chandler. I'm here with my co-host, Brad Sercone. This is chapter number nine, brand positional differentiation. Karma Sutra has many positions, and we're going to find yours. So if you have come across this podcast by Googling Kama Sutra, you're in for a <laughs> exactly. disappointing 20 minutes or so. Because it
1: may be a bit intellectual for this that. This may
0: be the only time we reference Kama Sutra in the <laughs> entire podcast. We're not providing images. There's no directions. But it's a great, uh, it's a great segue into uh, the fact that it's all about position.
1: It is. It is. And this is probably, out of all the um, shows we've done, I know this is chapter nine, this is uh, my favorite topic.
0: Not Kama Sutra.
1: No, not no, Kama no, Sutra. But positions. Positional <laughs> right. differentiation. But positional differentiation, and in specific, positioning. So what do we mean by brand positioning? So as a CEO, you may have heard this phrase, as CMO, you may be practicing it every day. But... Um, These are the emotional positional choices that brands make to leverage their value before they even go to market. So let's take one that is very simple and easy to understand, yet brilliant, and that is 7-Up. So 7-Up comes to market in a cola market, right? So they simply say, let's turn the world upside down and become the un-cola. This is not just some little fancy gimmick. Or quick tagline. This is a thoughtful, disciplined, strategic position that does what? Opened up an entire market. When Visa, a financial company, um, I think it was about the mid-80s, maybe late-80s, decided to get emotional. Could that have happened in the 60s and 70s? Probably not. Back then, we were talking about product feature sets. We weren't selling emotion through credit card companies. Yet Visa boldly staked claim to the idea of going in debt to create priceless dreams that you can remember as you are in in debtor's jail paying (laughs) off, but you spent time with your son at the ballpark. So they positioned, didn't they? they? They positioned the accumulation of debt... As the way to live life because only humans care about capturing moments that are truly priceless. That sense of positioning bought down their cost of marketing because the messaging got there quicker by simply positioning. The, 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 the third thing I'd like to talk about is the third example before we get into why positioning matters is this idea of of built ford tough um again this is probably i don't know a decade or so so old but what a smart position by the now ever more profitable more aggressive more growth build growth forward forward um than than many other car companies that 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 faced a lean time and and ford does built ford tough how They took a proper noun, their name, their brand name, and gave it the power of a functional adjective. In a simple phrase, built Ford tough. How tough is that truck? It's Ford tough. They empowered the noun by making it an adjective. It's position, genius, it's positional genius, Um, giving energy to the brand and buying down. It's 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 advertising costs because now they're in a in an energized uh, segment that they created that they own that decreases that competitive fire. That's the power of great positioning.
0: And that takes a lot of it obviously takes a lot of of work to get to three words or a sentence that just positions you eloquently and relevantly and in, and in many cases, changes the entire landscape and changes your entire, how you're perceived. Like you say, Visa changed how they were perceived. Now they have flipped it. It's okay to go into debt. Now, yes. We can argue about the moral. Uh,
1: <laughs> we can, but that's not uh, our job. It's not our
0: job to argue about that. We're not the moral judges. However, they did a great job of showing how to use their card to get to get emotional experiences.
1: That's it. And, you know... Um, I talk to you all the time. You you know that um, I I love etymology and I talk about it all the time and 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 how much it matters and it's because it influences the way we feel, right? We're gonna we're gonna talk in, in another upcoming chapter about the power of poetry, songs, and and um, other profundities that influence the heart and soul of buying cycles, um, and we're gonna talk about that. But this idea of functional adjectives is is truly important in in building brands and and i want to make another point about the power of positioning not does it not does only clear the way for the brand to have a new connection as barry just said to the consumer and to if you will mask or hide what it's really trying to sell (laughs) but the second thing that i does that it does that i think is even more profound is it makes their competition chase them because they have indeed changed the landscape by saying we aren't going to compete down that same road. See this little dirt trail off the left? That's where we're going. And, oh, you see over time it's widening and it's less crowded and there's no speed limit and things are cheap and it's efficient. That's, it buys into this thing we talked about in the last chapter about lean growth. So having a position is, th- is this important. I would argue that if you go to market and you don't have a clearly defined position it could cost you five ten a hundred times more to get a message of the same threshold with the same impact out there in the world than it would if you would have waited six months and created a killer position before buying but before paying those monies to spread a message of commoditization that creates clutter and lack of clarity
0: and you make the point that position positional differentiation and a positional statement or line is very different than just a tagline or a slogan and the idea that positions come from differentiation and the differences of the brand through the brand essence and of course those positions and those differences have come from a tremendous quantity of brand uh, positional positional differentiational research
1: correct correct yeah and so you know a commoner might say Oh, I really love their tagline. Well, listen, we live in a world of nine-second thoughts, of 30-second spots, and 60-second um, 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 you know, radio loops. We don't have time to do anything with copy and creative that doesn't influence the heart and soul. So even a tagline is going to be reinforcing a well-thought-out, strategic, maniacal brand position a position where uh, a bunch of of heads like yours and mine are in a room 365 days a year saying, in in 2017, over the next three years, we're going to be doing these things so we can make this one statement. And instead of Coke being the real thing, it's time for Coke to open happiness. Though that might seem as simply an emotional tagline to the consumer who is gulping it down, it means so much more than that. You can listen to Ryan Seacrest as he, as Coke is talking about doing t- spots right now that end with open happiness. But um, Ryan Seacrest does live reads that says, you remember your first kiss on your, on your mother's porch on that swing. You probably popped open a Coke. So Coke isn't selling at that moment a tagline. <laughs> they are selling, an emo- they're making an emotional salt on your, on your first bit of sexuality so it is much more than a tagline though taglines may d- indeed reinforce or open up or act as gateways if there is such a thing as gateways like a gateway drug to an emotional position and, and these positions Barry as you and I have talked come from this idea of differentiation so l- let's talk about what that means for you as a CEO, a CMO or a business owner again Instead of rushing to market with, with, a, with, a, with lack of discipline in finding the position or because you have a great product, let's rush to market without a position. No. We have, a, we have an invention. I have a patent. Let's get out there. No, actually, let's not. If you have a patent and an invention and a, and a, and a wonderful idea, that's, that's, that's commendable and that gives us great leverage. But now let's find a position and let's differentiate the hell out of that position and that product before we even go to market.
0: And that differentiation, it has to be true. What's interesting, you know, we've discovered brands, we've worked in brands where the brand essence and the the position that they claim is not always true. And and if you can't be tough and, and true with yourself before you take your product to market, don't take your product to market. Because long before your consumer gives you hell for a product that doesn't have value, relevance, or differentiation, you should have had those discussions and those screaming matches in your boardrooms and in your planning sessions uh, to ensure that your differentiations truly are valuable and and, and uh, relevant.
1: Yes. And so absolutely great point. Um, and the last two words that you just said, my friend, are the, are the most important things. What's the value and is it relevant? I get very passionate, as Barry knows, about this subject. I would also argue, to uh, Barry's point, that the opposite is also true. I don't know how many companies we have branded, probably, probably in the likes of 500 to 1,000. Um, and we have found that they have left on the table... All these differences, they're highly successful businesses, been around for three or four generations. Yet after we do some differential research, guess what we find out? There are four or five unbelievable game changing differences that they have kept a secret or didn't knew consciously themselves, but couldn't unconsciously discover them. And that's one thing that we do as an agency is we go in and we tap, we knock on that on the unconsciousness of that brand and we say, guys, do you realize that the way your servicemen do X, Y, and Z is unparalleled? That your pedigree of salesmanship or the quality of your innovation is second to numb? We look for these unique moments and extract them from brands and then position them and then spend money going to market.
0: That's a great point about legacy brands or who've been around for generations and generations and trying to find their new differentiation i had a conversation yesterday with with, with two different restaurant chain owners and one had had a presentation from us and we had shown him and they're both legacy they're both legacy restaurant chains and one had had a presentation from us where we presented back the emotion of the brand to them that they never knew even existed and they've right. been in business for 20 odd years 25 right. years And the other restaurant owner who was listening to this conversation asked a very pertinent question. He said, how do you infuse differentiation into a legacy brand? Which is a great question. And I think you've answered that there by looking for that. You look for that differentiation. You look for that emotion that you can feed back in. They've been successful despite sometimes, despite not having these kinds of differentiation. Maybe it's they've had unbelievably aggressive sales teams. Maybe they are a... A, a necessary item that you have to have to eat or drink or buy every day, right? And maybe, so they,
1: they, and maybe they just operationalize well.
0: Okay. But even that's got a lifespan because right. they are the things that are easier to beat you on than emotional differentiation, position differentiation. I can, beat, I can find a way to beat a company on operations. I can find a way to beat them on sales. I can't often find a way to beat somebody on an emotional, researched, well-positioned differentiation.
1: Yes, that's so true. And if you did find a way to beat them, it's going to take you some time. These other things may not, right? You can copycat. You can create efficiencies. Um, I remember Harry Beckwith in one of the first marketing books I read. This was probably 10 or 15 years ago. He said "The (laughs) the cheapest marketing implement is a number two pencil. And he said because it both has an implement that writes a piece of lead at the top, where you can scratch out their price and put a lower price on your product. (laughs) And then they can take the eraser of the same pencil and erase your now lower price and and give you yet another lower price. So price is not a differentiator, and it is the ignorant marketing tool. Right. Right? Right. Even though Walmart argues that they have everyday low prices and always low prices, but as does Meyer, as does Kroger with its um, coupon challenge, uh, as do as does Giant Eagle with using the word value, we all have our way to talk about price, but this is not our end-all be-all difference, right? Um, obviously, Walmart is talking about um, creating better lifestyles right now in its campaigns because they save us money right so that's a wonderful thing so on differentiation um barry and i typically use just so you know if you're out there thinking about how okay if i find a position so what now what what's next well what's next is find find differences as barry said once you do it's very hard to combat against in a a competitive landscape and competitive market there are somewhere between 20 and 30 um, differentiated points that we use i will not bore you with what these are, but some of them are uh, things like speed. Some are uh, how a product is made. Some are things we've talked about in other chapters, such as philosophy.
0: Do you have that list of them all that we can put in the show notes?
1: Yes, sure, we we, we okay. do, and um, they're very interesting. One is a, a commandment. You know, some of these we have learned over the years. Some of these we have added out of necessity. Um, Newness, the idea of being new, I would argue to you that you could differentiate something new in a marketing-compelling, well-positioned way that is not that inventive, that is not that creative, and it could sell very well. I don't care if it's a Chia Pet, if it's Silly Putty, or if it's a Pet Rock, um, or if it's a, um, a, a, a dashboard holder for your cell phone so it doesn't slide around in your car We wouldn't argue that these are giant brand moves, but we would argue that they're well-positioned and they had some immediate differentiated attributes that made them money and made the brand productive. So differentiation with behind, differentiation behind a strong position is the one-two punch of branding and marketing. Otherwise, you are truly putting out a... A follow me product sitting in a sea of sameness. A follow me product sitting in a sea of sameness creates bankruptcy because you're going to have to pedal, 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 pedal advertising and marketing uh, to fight against that clutter because no one will be able to decipher the value or find the value of why they want that particular product. So, I guess out of this section, what we're, what we're trying to drive home here, this chapter, more than anything else, is this idea that if retail is location 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 brand is position 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 and behind that position is an entire portfolio of differentiation that creates the willingness the 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 wanting for consumers to interact make a buying decision and choose your product
0: how do you know when you are truly Positioned differentially
1: hmm. when you don't have the panic feeling of always having to sell
0: That's interesting
1: when and I know this from owning various businesses as an entrepreneur When you have something That you are fearful isn't very different. What do you do? You say I need more distribution. I need to find a cheaper price. I need to bundle it. I need to add value What am I doing? I am moving from my marketing mind to my selling mind. And I'm hurting both sales and marketing by having such a compromise in my brain. What I should say is, hmm, I have the same shoes as Nordstrom on my website, on Brad's shoe shop, Omar, Omar's shoe shop. I have the same shoes as Nordstrom. I have the same, I have a couple that Varvados has given to me, and I have um, an entire line of Macy's, but my shoes come with funky shoestrings, something that is validated inside the brand. I'm not saying just to be gimmicky in that example. You have to think it through and find a position. Um, since you bring this up, there is a, here, here is the best example of positional differentiation in my opinion, in the last decade. And that is a guy by the name of Fluvog. He creates shoes. He has, he's, he's a Canadian. I bought a pair of shoes from his only retail store in America at the time. I believe it was Seattle in the late 80s, uh, early 90s. And on the bottom of every Fluvog soul, Fluvog soul, there are angels. There are statements inside the souls and they are truly artful shoes. So he's not just selling shoes. He has differentiated a position. I have a pair that at the bottom that says they have little, little angels in the rubber soles that are all drawn, hand-drawn in the rubber sole. And it says Satan-resistant. <laughs> <laughs> so the idea of, yes, you can wear a shoe as a functional thing to get from point A to point B, that's true. But we as Americans... We as humans want things that are uniquely us, that serve us, that we love, whether it's color, style, um, um, the way it feels. All these things come from the very phrase positional
0: differentiation. So I think what we've summarized here in this chapter is that position truly is everything. And that while Kama Sutra might have many positions, it is easy for you to find yours so this has been chapter number nine of Storyhouse. Uh, brand positional differentiation. Kama Sutra has many positions. We hope we've helped you find yours or at least educated you on how you can go about finding it. It's been another great chapter. As always, if you've enjoyed our chapters of Storyhouse, please, please, please go to iTunes and leave us a great review uh, so that others who come across it uh, may indeed listen in and join our community of Story Housers. We will be back next week with another chapter. Thank you very much for joining us.
1: Thank you.